It's Monday of the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. <laughs> Continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations. Each day during Lent has a special church in Rome assigned. People would gather at the Collect Church and then go in procession, singing litanies and hymns to the station church where they would have Mass. Well, today the Collect Church is at Sant'Adriano. Where? <laughs> it's the Senate House of Julius Caesar in the Roman Forum. It had been a church since the time of Honorius I, who died in 638, and it was dedicated in memory of a martyr in Nicomedia. And San Marco, the station church, is the only church dedicated to this disciple of Paul and the evangelist. He had been patriarch of Alexandria, and under the altar here are the relics of Saints Abdon and Senon, who were Egyptians. Not only that, there was a very strong Egyptian influence in uh, ancient Rome. As a matter of fact, there was a temple of Isis that was kind of over near where Santa Maria Sopra Minerva was, and that's where they found, in the Garden of the Dominicans, is where they found one of the obelisks, the one that's sitting in the back of the elephant. Anyway, I digress. San Marco is right near Piazza Venezia, which means it's close to the Capitoline Hill, in the heart of pagan Rome's religious cult area, where the temple of Jupiter Optimus Maximus was. The mark in question with San Marco is certainly Mark the Evangelist, who may have been helping in Rome, helping St. Peter. In 336, Pope Mark, during the lifetime of Constantine, the emperor, is said to have established a place of Christian worship here. In the same year, Pope Mark died of natural causes, rather than as a martyr. You may also recall that many of the oldest churches were built in the location of houses where early Christians met, and San Marco may be a house church reaching back to the time of the evangelist. There were basilicas here in the 4th and 6th and then the ninth century, which is the basilica that survives today, with lots of renovations. In the mosaics we see Pope Mark and Agnes, the virgin martyr so dear to the Romans, along with Pope Agapetus and Felicissimus, and there's Pope Gregory the Fourth as well, who was still alive when the mosaic was made, and so he has that little square halo. Beneath, courtly sheep elegantly process from each side toward the lamb who was slain. Because of the association with St. Mark, this church also has a long association with Venice, where in the Cathedral of San Marco, the body of the evangelist now rests. San Marco in Rome, therefore, is the national church of Venetians in Rome. The loggia was built on the front of the basilica by Pope Paul II in the 15th century, and it harks back to the loggia that was on the first basilica of St. Peter, built by Constantine, and later torn down to make room for the present little chapel on the hill, as I call it, the St. Peter's Basilica. You will see on entering San Marco two medieval lions flanking the entrance, and within there's a marble basin, with a great, a wonderful inscription on it that imposes an anathema on anyone who might try to sell the water from the fountain. And the wooden coffered ceiling is the oldest in Rome.
Only those people who believe in transcendent reality can pass through this life with a sure sense of humor. The atheist, the agnostic, the skeptic, the materialist, all these have to take themselves seriously. They have no spiritual vantage point on which they can stand, look down upon themselves, and see how laughable they are. There is nothing more ludicrous than pretentiousness, and unless self-knowledge comes to puncture it, the absurdity will grow. Yet, if our self-exaltation is deflated without a recognition of the mercy of God, who can lift up the sinner, then it may beget despair. God is required for cheerfulness. Fulton Sheen, 